I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Wednesday. We almost had a huge equipment malfunction right as the music started. I tried to put on these stupid big headphones they give me. I look like an alien. And one of the cord thingies came out. Look, the show was almost down. But look, I did what heroes do, Chris. I, what? I did what heroes do. <laughs> I rebounded quickly. I did just... I want everyone to know I'm here, and we have we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about tonight. I mean, of course, there's going to be plenty of the brilliant, eloquent State of the Union talk. Unlike the $2 trillion tax cut passed in the previous administration that benefited the top 1% of Americans, the American Rescue Plan... <laughs> the American Rescue Plan helped working people and left no one behind. Left no one behind. That is that is funny. Left no one behind. I want you. You know what? Pause on that for a second. Let's just put that in your back pocket. I had a private conversation last night. You're gonna find very fascinating. I'll get to that in a couple minutes. What else do we have? Well, we have Pfizer information. The side effects for the Pfizer vaccine were released. They were released yesterday, this morning, however you want to say it. Pfizer was forced to release these. They were not supposed to release these until the year 2096. They were forced to release them yesterday. It's horrific. It's so long. It's eight or nine pages long, depending on font size. It's so long. I I was going to read some on the air. I'm not going to. It's horrific. We're about to talk about society and trust in the impact that's going to have on us. We're going to talk about divisions. We're going to talk about all kinds of things. But uh, speaking of division, I do think it is important to bring something up. Very, very important. Because remember that th- remember that thing I told you to put in your back pocket a second ago? Joe Biden. Hey, the American Rescue Plan. We got it done. No discrimination here. Just, just in case you forget what he just said, this was Joe Biden. Unlike the $2 trillion tax cut passed in the previous administration, that benefited the top 1% of Americans. The American Rescue Plan... (laughs) The American Rescue Plan helped working people and left no one behind. Left no one behind. Hmm. Okay. And then, and then, don't forget this, don't forget this moment. This is the moment we're going to spend most of the show on tonight. Left no one behind. And then Joe Biden gets up and says this. Last year, COVID-19 kept us apart. This year, we're finally together again. Let's use this moment to reset. So stop looking at COVID as a partisan dividing line. See it for what it is, a god-awful disease. Let's stop sending each, seeing each other as enemies. Mm. Start seeing each other for who we are. We 
don't need to make it partisan. We need to stop seeing each other as enemies. The American Rescue Plan didn't leave anybody behind. I had a conversation last night with somebody in banking. I'll just put it to you that way. Pretty significant banking organization. Maybe you've forgotten about this. Maybe you already know. But do you know what the American Rescue Plan did? What a big part of it did? You see, this person who was in banking was already giving out these these loans, these coronavirus loans to small businesses. Remember, that was a huge part of what started under the Trump administration, if we're being fair, of just handing out gigantic gobs of cash to businesses that were being slaughtered or supposedly being slaughtered in some cases. And then, you know, if you can prove you didn't fire anyone, you won't have to pay the loan back. Okay, so let's call that what it is. A loan you don't have to pay back is not a loan, is it? Is it? Okay, well, that took place under Trump, and that alone sucked because we should have never shut down the businesses anyway. But, okay, if we're doing it, we're going to do it. Joe Biden gets in there, passes the American Rescue Plan. Guess what this person in banking told me last night? Maybe you already know this. Maybe you don't. You know what the American Rescue Plan did? It took all the applications because they were all taken in order. That's why everyone was rushing down to get them. They were taken in order that the applications came in originally. That's what they did. And then the Biden administration came in and promptly changed all that. You see, they didn't want to do any more of this first-come, first-serve business. And remember, we don't want to be partisan. We No more divides. Let's stop letting COVID divide us. That's what he said. Do you know what the American Rescue Plan did? It took all the white people and pushed them to the back of the line. Oh, Yeah. There's a word for that. I've heard this word so much recently. Gosh, I'm spacing out on it. It's it's, uh, systemic racism, I believe, is what you call. Signed into law by the Biden administration. I heard him use these words last night. And honestly, I spent the entire night until I fell asleep going through things in my head after I heard him use these words. Last year, COVID-19 kept us apart. This year, we're finally together again. Let's use this moment to reset. So stop looking at COVID as a partisan dividing line. See it for what it is, a god-awful disease. Let's stop sending each, seeing each other as enemies. Start seeing each other for who we are. No. No. I'm seeing this a lot now. I'm starting to hear this a lot now from media people. I'm hearing it from Joe Biden. I'm hearing it from Democrats. I'm hearing it from jellyfish Republicans. I'm hearing this a lot now. Let's set this down. Let's lay down our swords. Let's come together. Let's heal the divisions. We don't have to be partisan. We don't have to point fingers. We don't have to make enemies. Screw you. I remember two years of pandemics all my fault. I remember two years of children in this country, some of them still having to walk around with some stupid piece of cloth over their faces, can't talk to their friends, can't understand their teachers. I remember two years of people sending me videos and pictures of kids sobbing over their laptops at home while politicians who were putting these things into place were out partying up with their friends. Woohoo! Party time, baby! Hey, kids, sorry, gotta go home. Social distancing. Two 
years. I remember Joe Rogan. He puts out a little video. I got COVID. I was sick. I took ivermectin. I got better. And you know what I remember? I remember the system, including the FDA, making fun of him for it and telling everyone in this country not to maybe experiment with a successful treatment for a deadly disease. I remember everyone claiming it was horse dewormer. I remember basketball hoops being taken down. I remember pastors in the United States of America being placed in handcuffs for having church. I remember the emails I've had. I don't know how many thousands over the last two years. And you know what these emails have read? You know what these emails have read? Jesse, my son won't let me visit anymore. I can't see him or my grandkids because I'm not vaccinated. Jesse, my brother, we've been always been so close. I'm the godfather to his son. I'm not allowed to visit anymore. Jesse, my parents won't let me visit because they're not vaccinated. Jesse, my brother shot himself yesterday. He's dead because coronavirus and the isolation was just too much for him. Jesse, my special needs son has regressed to the point he's in psychosis now. Jesse, my mom, I couldn't say goodbye. Jesse, I never got to see my husband again. Jesse, email after email after email after email. Two years of abuse. I remember all of you scumbags taking away life-saving treatments like Regeneron after you took it. You got coronavirus and took it. And then you took it away from innocent people. Don't you ever try to tell me we're not enemies. Don't you ever try to tell me to heal some divide, bridge the divide. Let's make peace up yours. We are enemies. I want the divide. I want the divide longer and wider than it's ever been before. I want to be as separated as far from you pieces of trash as the East is from the West. I don't want to reside in the same state as you, the same country as you. I don't want you on the same planet as me. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. Roll that up and shove it where you know where. You bunch of murderous Inhuman pieces of filth make me sick. Don't you dare tell me not to declare anybody enemies. You are my enemy. I am the division. I will spend the rest of my life doing everything I possibly can do to punish the people who have done this to the American people. You are my enemy. I declare it now until the day I die. You're my enemy. If you want that to change, come get on your knees in front of me and beg for forgiveness while you kiss my feet. And maybe then I'll consider it. Until then, we're enemies now. Sorry, I got upset. We'll talk about a Ukrainian city that fell and much, much more coming up next in just a second. First, make sure you are practiced and ready with your weapon. Part of the responsibility of being a gun owner is knowing how to shoot it and shoot it well. It's not you know how to pull the trigger. Everyone knows how to pull the trigger. Can you hit what you aim at? Maybe your life depends on it one day. Maybe someone else's life depends on it one day. I know gas is expensive. I know ammo is even more so. Go get a Mantis X system and practice in your home. Dry fire practice in your home. Real feedback, real drills, getting you better every single day. It's what the Marines use in Paris Island. It's what those SF guys use, the Special Forces guys. It's what the pros use, military technology. Mantis 
mantisx.com. Go get one today. Mantisx.com. Hang on. I've got an animal inside of me. This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. I have calmed down. I have calmed down. You know I don't like to yell and scream. I don't like doing that kind of radio. I got myself a little bit upset there. But I'm not going to let go two years of abuse because your poll numbers suck and now you want to ple- you want to be nice guy. No, you, uh, we got to stop letting COVID divide us. Last year, COVID-19 kept us apart. This year, we're finally together again. Let's use this moment to reset. So stop looking at COVID as a partisan dividing line. See it for what it is, a god-awful disease. Let's stop sending each, seeing each other as enemies and start seeing each other for who we are. You know what? Actually, I take that back. I take that back. I may have misspoken in the open. I brought up the last two years of just COVID. Let's go further. Let's go further back. Let's go about the time Donald Trump was elected president of the United States. How many times have you been referred to as a Nazi white supremacist? I'm just asking. I mean, I've, look, we're not supposed to be enemies, right? We're supposed to heal divisions. That is, how many times have you been called a Nazi white supremacist? And we've heard it so much, I think we dismiss what that actually means, too. Um, the true, look, it's been so watered down and abused, but the true evil of Nazism and what the Nazis actually did, it, it's unspeakable. I mean, the, the, the people know so much about Holocaust things t- these days. They do. But people don't realize some of the things the Einsatzgruppen did. They were the real, real, real Jew-hating guys who would accompany the army because the army wasn't a bunch of, you know, they weren't a bunch of Nazis. Lots of them were just soldiers. But you needed a bunch of Jew-hating murderers to go along. I mean, the Nazis, they would, they would gather families in the town square and have their family members beat them to death while everyone watched and clapped. Democrats have called you one of those for four years now. Nazi white supremacist. I'm sorry, you, you want to heal divisions? Did I miss my apology? A Nazi is a big thing to call somebody. Not some throwaway line because you don't like his immigration policies. A Nazi? And now we shouldn't see each other as enemies? Oh, no, 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 no. We're enemies. We are enemies. I remember. I remember when St. George Floyd died. And the animals took to the streets. The Antifa Black Lives Matter animals. Torching buildings. Looting Foot Locker, of course. All in the name of our saint. Murdering people. Demanding defunding of the police. Um, I'm not coming together with you. I'm not, I'm not coming together with you. I have no desire to come together with you. We are enemies now. We are enemies and uh, before I move on, because I do want to bring up this Ukrainian city, I want to give you the latest because the city did just fall. Just, I, w- I want to make sure everyone understands this. And I'm not going to stop pressing this point because people get confused on this. There is a gigantic difference between peace and quiet. A gigantic difference. If uh, husband and wife hate each other or girlfriend, boyfriend, maybe you've been in that situation. Hopefully not. Maybe you're in it now. Hopefully not. But if you're in a situation, you've just grown apart, you despise each other. You scream and yell a lot, but you have a little lull in the action where you're just flat out not speaking for a day. Is that peaceful? Did you find that peaceful? 
or is it just quiet? No, peace is something that comes on the backside of victory over the enemies who want you defeated. I don't want quiet. I have no desire to heal divisions. I have no desire for everything to quiet down and calm down. I want victory over the scumbags who have destroyed my country. They've carved through this country like a Thanksgiving turkey for not just two years, four years, and longer than that. I don't want to peacefully coexist. I want you purged from the shores. I want you gone. I want you to be ashamed to show your face in public. I think about peace. Oh, peace. Let's heal. have peaceful divisions. You know what I think about? I think about that video. I played it on my TV show one time of some daycare worker, some kid. Some kid looks like he's two, three years old, sobbing, trying to take his mask off. And this monstrous witch sitting there strapping the mask to his face. I think about the kids in schools who've had masks taped to their face. You want me to have peace with that person? No, I want you in handcuffs. I want a mask duct taped to your fat grill for two days. And then maybe we can talk about peace. Don't tell me to have peace with these people. Don't tell me to heal divisions. You come to me. We're enemies now. Now let's get on to something else that's happening out there right now. I don't know how, I don't know how to say the name of it, so with all due respect to the Ukrainian listeners out there, I know we have a bunch, shockingly, in Ukraine, and obviously a bunch of Americans. I know New York City in particular has a big Ukrainian population. So I, I know they listen. I, I'm going to screw up the names. All right, whatever. I'm not Ukrainian. I went to community college. You just got to live with that. Kherson, I believe it's how, it's how it's called. K-H-E-R-S-O-N. It is a major Ukrainian city. It just fell to the Russians. The Russians stormed City Hall, surrounded the city, took the city. The leadership of that city, they're already... Working with the Russians, not not in, I'm not insulting them. That's not saying they're traitorous. I don't know the story behind them, but they're working with the Russians, basically saying, "Hey, we don't have any troops here, just civilians. Please don't hurt any of our people." And from what I gather, and this is just what I gathered during the break. Remember, I'm going to give you up to date stuff as much as I can. From what I gather. Russia is not hurting any more civilians there. Now, are civilians going to get hurt there? No question. That's part of an, a military occupation. Putin's going to put up a puppet government there, but a major Ukrainian city has fallen. And I need to clarify something that you're seeing a lot of out there right now, and I because we need to we need to adjust our thinking when it comes to this Russia Ukraine thing. One, hope is a good thing. It is a good thing. As long as you always keep in the back of your mind the understanding what the likely results are going to be. Uh, Ukraine, they've fought like lions in this whole thing. They have. I mean, they should have fallen days ago. Remember, every expert said two days, they're going to fall. Should have fallen days ago. They didn't. That's good. Russia is still Russia, and they're a lot bigger than Ukraine. And I don't care how many Stinger missiles you send those brave guys. Russia's still Russia. But there is something else that just happened. And I'm trying to confirm these reports. I, I do believe I have confirmation on it. I'm going to check again during the break. And if this happened, that is really not good for any of us. So hang on one second.
It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm, I'm going to get back to the State of the Union stuff. I have a bunch more I want to say about that in June. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And Dome are apparently sniping at each other tonight. We have Emerald Robinson, my friend Emerald Robinson, finally back. She's joining us about an hour from now. It's going to be a good, a good, good, good night. Good night. Letitia James of New York made the news. Apparently, she can't dissolve the NRA. All that and much, much more. But I, I do want to say this. I tried to confirm something during the break, and I can't get confirmation on it. What it was was I got a text from a friend telling me a Romanian jet, a Romanian fighter jet over the Black Sea or close to the Black Sea went missing. Now you're saying to yourself, what does that matter? I don't care. Look, maybe it's not even true. Maybe the guy, maybe it was an accident. Maybe the guy parked it in a port city and he's partying it up with the ladies. So I don't have any information. I will simply say this. Romania is a NATO country we're in a dangerous spot right now because we want all these NATO countries to help Ukraine out. We want the EU to help Ukraine out. We want the UN to help Ukraine out as if they can help anybody out. But we want all these places to help Ukraine out. But remember, if Russia intentionally or accidentally, I doubt there'll be any forgiveness, if Russia engages with any NATO forces of any kind, that means it's on. That means NATO is going to declare what they call Article 5. That means it's about to get kinetic out there with NATO versus Russia, and that is not good. So let's do, we are – I'm going to continue to update you throughout the week as I get updates during the show because I'm telling you, I, I realize this story is probably getting stale for a lot of people. You know, the stories last about 24, 48 hours, and then they're not sexy anymore. We want to move on to something else. And I have a bunch more I want to talk about tonight, so I probably won't hit update you that much more until I get them. But just understand this. This is a situation right now that is <clears throat> volatile, to put it mildly. And one more thing on the Russia-Ukraine front. There's a lot going on right now as far as we're, 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 we're sanctioning this guy and sanctioning that guy, and we're not allowing this, and we're not allowing that. I do think the world is probably going a little too over the top. Like, if you want to grab some scumbag Russian oligarch's yacht like Germany just did, well, a lot of these oligarchs support Putin. So screw him. Seize his yacht. If you want to give it to me, I'll drive it around and make sure it works. What, Chris? Although they need a staff of 95, Chris, so we may have to get some help. I don't, 
Well, we'll find some staffers. I've got two sons. What else are they doing? We don't have to go to school. They can help us run the, run the yacht. Anyway, besides that, look, fine. You want to go after the guys who support Putin good? I do think things like banning Russian athletes from competing in things might be a little bit too far. I mean, what are you supposed to do if you're a Russian athlete? How's it your fault? You know, I, I, I don't know, but I'm worried about us backing this psychopath into a corner. That's all. All right, back to the State of the Union. You've been drowning in it all day, but we have a lot we need to talk about when it comes to it. I already brought up, in case you missed it at the beginning of the show, I brought up the division, healing divisions and whatnot. I, I brought that up. I do think it is funny, though. I, I've always found it hilarious how politicians have to pretend like they're experts on everything when the reality is this. While there are exceptions, there are not very many of them. Politicians are dumb and don't know anything. And remember, remember, I'm actually not trying to be funny or trying to poke at them. They're dumb. If they were experts at anything, they wouldn't be politicians. The only reason you choose to become a politician for the most part is you want access to the things rich, successful people have. You just don't have any skills to acquire those things. So instead, you learn how to lie. You give up any kind of morality whatsoever, become a sociopath. You lie through your teeth. You just become an unfeeling monster and... Eventually, you'll find yourself on those private planes and those state dinners. Now, what do I mean by un, un, unfeeling monster? Joe Biden does something a lot. And I honestly, I think it might be the most detestable thing he does. And he does it consistently. I, I think this is probably worse than Joe Biden saying pandemic of the unvaccinated. I do. He, has a, he had a son. His name is Bo. His son tragically died. Cancer. Now, I have two sons. I don't know if you have kids. If you don't, I will simply tell you I'm not a worrier. That's not who I am. But even I, as someone who doesn't worry, I think about them. And I think, oh, man, what if something happened to them? And I will tell you. I don't think you'd ever hear me on the radio again if something happened to them. I don't think I'd be able to go on. I mean, I don't think I'd be able to go on living. Like The loss of a child, I, I couldn't even imagine it. And I know someone listening to the sound of my voice right now has gone through it and prayers for you. I, I, I don't think I would be able to do what you do and go on. All right. But Joe Biden lost his son. And I'm sure he was very sad about it. I, I would hope so. But since that moment, Joe Biden has consistently used his son as a campaign prop, as a shield to keep himself from criticism as something to elicit sympathy from others. And I just can't wrap my mind around how big of a monster you have to be to use your dead son consistently for political reasons. I'm sorry. Well, let me... The first interview I've done it. My beau, my son... He made me make a promise. He said, Dad, I know no one loves me more than you. And he said, Dad, uh, I know how much you love me. And he said, Dad, I know no one in the world loves me more than you do. And he said, Dad, I know no one loves me in the whole world more than you do. And he said, but Dad, promise me you're going to be okay. 
promise me you're going to be all right. Promise me, Dad, you're going to be okay. But you got to promise me, Dad. Promise me you're going to be okay. He said, Dad, look at me. Promise me. Give me your word as a Biden. But Dad, give me your word as a Biden. Give me your word as a Biden. You're going to be okay. But promise me. Promise me. Promise me you will be. It wasn't promise me, Dad, you're going to run for president. And he, it wasn't promise me you'll run for president, Dad. It's not, it wasn't about running for president. Not about running for president. Just walk away from things I've devoted my whole life to since I've been 24 years old. From the time I've been 18 years old, I've been involved in causes from the civil rights movement to the environment. We've talked about this, Stephen. You understand this better than most anybody. Today, Ellen, you know it. Better than I, you have such empathy. Just promise me, Dad, you're going to stay engaged. And he made me promise to stay engaged. Every morning I get up, I ask him. You get the idea. It goes on and on and on. He did it again last night during the State of the Union. And I've asked this question before for various reasons around Joe Biden, and I can't come up with any other reason other than the guy is just flat out a monster. Who in the world loses their son, buries their own son, you know, something a father should never do, and gets to the point in their life where they sit back and think to themselves, how nice, this is going to be money on the campaign trail. Who are these people? How evil are the people who run this country? I think we've got to go with very. All right, I've avoided it because everyone's been talking about it. I talked about it all night. I covered the, the State of the Union live on the first TV. I have another show talking about the State of the Union tonight on the first TV, 9 p.m. Eastern time. But it is time to go down the list of State of the Union stuff, and we'll react to some of that. I might even end up taking some phone calls tonight, 877-377-4373. Before I get to that, when I talk to people who are in a timeshare and can't get out, I really get a shame thing from them. Like, they feel ashamed or embarrassed that they got taken. If you're in a timeshare and you can't get out and you want out and you're paying these annual fees and the fees are going up and you feel dumb, you really shouldn't feel dumb. You have to understand how common this is. This is a common thing. These timeshare companies get you signed up and they just take you to the cleaners forever. It's a real, real scummy business. Not all of them, of course, but lots of them. If that's you, don't feel dumb. Call Lone Star Transfer. They'll get you out. They've helped 16,000 owners legally and permanently get out they guarantee the release of all liability to your timeshare in writing and in a specific time frame that's awesome call them the the, the consultation's free 844-310-2646 or just go online to lonestartransfer.com you're listening to the oracle you're gonna love this one it's a scream baby the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. My friend Emerald Robinson has a new show. She's coming up about 45 minutes from now, and she's been all over the vaccine stuff from the very beginning, digging into it. What's in it? What's not in it? Why won't they tell us? Today, eight, nine pages of side effects. Pfizer was forced to release them. I'm going to get to that here in just a minute. I'm going to get to it in a minute, but I I will just say this briefly. Man, how bad do you feel for all the people that were basically forced to take something 
and they didn't know what was in it, and no one would tell them. And now, how many people, how many millions of people are going to have real side effects, already having real side effects, and they're going to have no legal recourse? Ah, that is, uh, again, don't tell me to don't tell me to come together with anybody. All right, now back to what we were talking about about politicians and how they suck at everything. They don't have any skills, otherwise they wouldn't be politicians. That's the way they can have a good life. So I, I, I wasn't surprised when I heard Joe Biden say this last night, but it did, it did reinforce my notion that all of our cultural leaders have three things in common. No love of country, no connection to the real world, and an ironclad belief they are better than us and should rule over us as kings and queens. But as far as the no connection to the real world goes, I heard Biden say this and just, Wow. Lower your cost, not your wages. Oops. Yeah, we added the music to the background because that's the most idiotic pie-in-the-sky stuff I have ever heard in my entire life. Lower your cost, n- not your wages. Okay, first, first, let's let's pause here for a moment because I realize... That this stuff isn't taught in schools. They're busy teaching kids that America is an evil place and it sucks. So I have to I, I have to be the one to take on this responsibility. Are you ready for this, kids? Pay attention. I know we have a bunch of kids who listen. Businesses, they have costs. In fact, they have this thing called a profit loss sheet. You should see one. It's fascinating. Look one up online. You'll, you'll have an idea of what I'm looking, of what I'm talking about. And it's basically telling you what's coming in and what's going out. What are our expenses? What are we making? Things like that. And do you know what the biggest black mark on the profit loss sheet really is for almost every single business? I mean, not it's not universal, but for most, labor costs. It's almost always the one that takes up most of the budget. It just simply does. Now, you want to pay people. You want to take good care of people. I'm not saying you don't, but I'm telling you from a business owner's standpoint, they look at these profit loss sheets. And reducing costs. What in the world would Joe Biden know about reducing costs? Nothing. He would know nothing. A profit loss sheet, it's what business owners look at and they try to figure out how to reduce costs. That's the whole job of a business owner. You're looking at what's, hey, can we save on, uh, can we save on staples? Do you think if we signed up to this, we can save on shipping? Do you think we can save on this? Your entire life as a business owner is trying to figure out how to cut costs. Joe Biden telling business owners to cut costs is the, is the equivalent of Joe Biden standing up and telling people, breathe. I know, I'm already doing that. I've already done it as much as I can, you moron. I know that I need to cut costs. That's the whole point of a business. I get it. But because they don't ever, they don't have any idea how businesses run, they have no connection to the real world except for all the money and power they've blood sucked off of normal hardworking people. They don't understand that at all. Just cut your costs. And another part of what he did last night, this part was the best. I mean, this is, this was the best. Joe Biden gets up last night and he tells people, look, you want to get costs down, buy American. Hold on, what? Um, Joe, everything is more expensive that's made in America. That's why people 
make things other places and buy things from other places because America has gone on some suicidal decades-long journey of exporting all our manufacturing, exporting everything overseas, and now it's all done for pennies on the dollar overseas. And if you want to get something made in America, it costs a fortune. And I say this as somebody who's gone through this personally, especially since we started all this media stuff. I know people want merch. People always want merch. Hey, Jesse, could we have hats? Jesse, we want shirts. Everyone wants what Chris shirts and stuff like that. And honestly, we're going to get that stuff. We are. We're going to get that stuff. But I've, I've, I've told you this before. My biggest problem with it is made in America is really, really important to me. It's something I try to prioritize. I can't be perfect at it. I'm not perfect at it. I have all kinds of stuff made other places. But if it's, if it's official show merch, I'd like it to be made in America. I also... Because I don't want this to be some big, you know, rip everyone off money-wise thing. I don't want to make make a bunch of money off people buying T-shirts. I don't want to charge a bunch for these things. I don't want to give them away and make sure everyone's taken care of. It's fine, but I, I don't want to charge a bunch for these things. I want them to be known as quality things you can buy and won't break the bank. Do you have any idea what I have to charge for a T-shirt if it's made in America? It's staggering, the difference in costs. Staggering. Just make it in America. That'll cut costs. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Almost as done as telling Ukrainian people they're Iranian. Putin has unleashed violence and chaos. But while he may make gains on the battlefield, he'll pay a continuing high price over the long run. Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. He'll never, he'll never extinguish their love of freedom. Iranian people. <laughs> Gosh, the best was you saw Dome because she was sitting right, be- right behind him. She actually mouthed the words Ukrainian after he screwed it up. <laughs> Gosh. All right. 877-377-4373. Just lower your costs, business owners. Haven't you heard? It's that simple. Joe Biden told you to lower your costs. I bet that never occurred to you before. Golly. Robert in Idaho. Hang on. The... the, the the Chris the mouse thing isn't working. I can't click on Robert. This I hate technology. Technology is honestly the worst thing in the world. Chris is always riding me because I don't know how any of the buttons work or knobs or anything like that. And they're always using these words like megahertz and gigs and do you want the telecaster or whatever this stuff. It, it all this stuff sucks. Yeah, your technology's great. Well, here's the mouse right there. I just tried to talk to Robert. Robert, don't go anywhere. I'll get to you. I clicked on the button, Chris. That's what you told me to do, to click on this button and click on the thingy on the screen, and it didn't work out at all. Don't tell me about the greatness of technology. I'll use the typewriter. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. <laughs> all right. 877-377-4373. We will keep you abreast of the Ukraine-Russia situation We'll also talk a lot more about State of the Union stuff. We have to have to talk about this vaccine stuff. I'm going to get to all that. But first, let's talk about Annie's Kit Clubs real quick. Annie's Kit Clubs. Listen, if you have a kid, 7 to 12, 7 to 13, anywhere in that range, this is made for you. They deliver a box every single month to your home. A box to your home. And this month, this month only, they're offering your first kit of up to 100% off. You just pay shipping and handling. Yes, I know, Chris. I'm impressed. I'm impressed, too. Yes, Chris can save money, too. Chris can take advantage of the deal. But your kid gets this. They open it up. 
they have all these different tasks. There's a top secret mission envelope and soon they're building robots or hovercrafts and your kids having a blast without even realizing they're learning. They're learning. Make your kids smarter. Make your kid learn how to think. Go to annieskitclubs.com slash radio and then you can get 100% off. annieskitclubs.com slash radio. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.